8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. I suppose we often say if you if you cover sports and politics and business and religion. Along that line, you've got it covered. So yesterday we had uh, Bonang Mohali as our big hitter, and I suppose he would talk about, well, he spoke about business and, and, and how it impacts on politics and vice versa. Um, and today we, we get the religious aspect of it all. Uh, my guest is uh, the Reverend uh, Tabo Makoba, the Anglican Archbishop of, uh, of Cape Town. He's on the line. He's speaking to us from East London. We're going to spend an hour talking to each other and looking forward to that. I'll also tell you that at uh, 9 o'clock, our big picture, you may be aware that the EFF has been calling for the Minister of Finance, Natla Nene, to resign. That's ahead of him testifying at the uh, State uh, Capture Commission. Well, he's testified. Do they still want him to resign? We'll chat to Dr. Uh, Imbu Yusen in Dlozi, together with a political analyst as well and get your thoughts on that. That comes up from 9 to 9.30. And there's uh, a right of reply from the from Satu, the South African Democratic Teachers Union. And then we also have the Josie Doc, the late night drama. We'll give you soccer scores all around the world, uh, particularly the European Champions League and in South Africa, the PSL as and when they come. So we'll certainly make a point. And, and Finia's checking me out because he'll do all the hard work behind the scenes to make sure that I've got all of that right. Let's, however, then start with our big hitter, uh, and that is, uh, well, Dr. Tabo Cecil Makhoba, the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town. Appreciate your time. I suppose you have many titles. I'm thinking doctor, I'm thinking reverend, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Archbishop. What would be the most appropriate? I would think Archbishop, right? I, 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 I think the most appropriate would be to actually remind me that uh, whether you're an Archbishop, you remain a deacon, and... Uh, Reverend, uh, as you said in the introduction, is appropriate, or as my parishioners in Sofia used to say, um, Father Tabo. It may not be gender sensitive, but Father Tabo is fine. Okay, Father Tabo or, or, or Reverend or interchangeably. Or, well, or, 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 or arch. Uh, it's, the easiest way is arch. So I thought I thought there was only one arch, and that's <laughs> that's the other <laughs> arch. You know, uh, it was sort of he's taken up possession of that. But anyway, good talking to you, right? Uh, right. Let's let's talk about. Your, your role, and I did make the point about you know politics and business, and in this case now uh, people of the cloth. But but I would think, I mean, is it fair to say you know this this phrase render unto unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and unto God what belongs to God? That that, that is actually a misnomer. Do you agree with it? That means it's our lives are segmented. There's there's the state, and there's the the people of the cloth, and they have different lives, and and, and they govern over different spaces. You, 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 you know, sorry to be parochial there, because I think Jesus complicated that one, um, because uh, he, he did say, render unto Caesar what belongs to, uh, to Caesar, and unto God what belongs to God. But then he started uh, using that metaphor to say, uh, really, is Caesar being truly Caesar, and the, uh, the carer, and the house of those that he serves. Is Caesar really responding to uh, his true vocation uh, ordained by God? So to some extent, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's fine and it's, a, it's apt, but if you don't really respond to your vocation as Caesar, like uh, 
the, 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 the phrase is problematic. Hmm. Do, do you find, and that brings me perhaps to the, to the nub of, of what we should be talking about here, which is what is the role of, you know, and when I say church, it could also apply to people not of the Christian faith. It could apply to people yeah. of the of the of the of the of the of Judaism, Hinduism, uh, Islam, the other three dominant religions in our country. But of course, Christianity as well, and that's where you come from. What is the role of of people of the faith right now in a in a in a changing South African society? I think the the role of the church in a changing South African society is to, one, hold uh, the church uh, uh, accountable to its ultimate uh, mission of really being that only institution that does not exist to itself, an institution that serves uh, all God's people, uh, whether they believe in a deity uh, or, or, or not. So now in terms of South Africa, it, it should be that entity, that community that does not complain about the fact that it is dark outside, but against all odds will hold a little candle to say, I will brighten uh, that little corner where I'm at so that darkness is dispelled. And so the church should be at the forefront of saying, where are the poorest of the poor? Are they being served in Westbury, in the King Flats? Or are they being demeaned? Have they been forgotten? The church is there to really, with its own frailty, its own brokenness with all its faults, but it is there to exist beyond itself. To say, is democracy working? Is democracy not working? And if it's working, who is it working for? Who are benefiting the dividends of the democracy? And if it's not working, what can we do uh, together? So, so... Everybody flourish. Okay, so perhaps answer that question. The church should be at the forefront of saying where are where is the poorest of the poor. And I thought you gave a very topical example in terms of the community of of Westbury, a predominantly coloured community west of Johannesburg. Um, and and I'm very familiar with that area because my wife lived in the area just next door. Uh, and yes, impoverished and and a deeply disgruntled community. So so is is the church there? Is the church playing a role? Not today, but but even in in all these years to ensuring like, so these are the poorest of the poor, what are we doing about them? Um, you, you know, so, uh, sadly, some, to some extent, uh, we we were very vocal of the church and um, we opposed apartheid and when democracy came, we said, okay, we're going to be very parochial, I'm going to run my, my shul or my mosque or my church mm-hmm. as efficient as I can and serve my uh, the, the needs of my community, um, and we we are we are there, but we are not as here and as articulate and as present as we are supposed to be. And and uh, why I'm also highlighting those communities is 
they are reminding not only the government, but are reminding the, uh, the church, are reminding in his brother friends that, hey, have you forgotten your primary vocation? Here are God's people who are harmed uh, in a number of ways uh, through poverty, uh, through being marginalized, through, uh, you know, apartheid partial uh, uh, locality or sanctioning. And now they are saying, hey, church, government, at a local and uh, national level, we are being sidelined, we are being killed, we are being maimed, we are being demeaned by, by drug laws. We, we, we want to be heard, we want to be protected. And uh, what happens? And I, I'm not really anywhere as far mm. saying police should not do their work. But then there is force against the poorest of the poor who are now <laughs> having a force from the police, uh, forgotten by the church, demeaned um, uh, and killed by, uh, by the drug laws and, 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 and gang, gang stars. So it's a call, really. It's a wake-up call. It's a trumpet that is blowing right in my face as an archbishop. And I've worked, I was, uh, before becoming a bishop, I was uh, uh, a priest in Sophia Town, and uh, that was part uh, of, of, of my area, and I know the area uh, very well. Mm, and I mm, think mm. we need to be vigilant, we need to, uh, uh, to come alongside. But I mean, so, so therefore, just, just to help us understand this, you know, sh- because I mean, today it's, it's Westbury. Uh, last week it was uh, it was um, uh, Bontyville in in Cape Town. Okay, and, and and you know, tomorrow it could be it could be Halishiwe, it could be somewhere else in the Eastern Cape, wherever it may be. Okay, the problems clearly appear to be the same, right? Uh, my question, therefore, is all of them linked to issues of service delivery, deep satisfaction, a breakdown in communities, and a sense that those communities believe they're not being heard, and therefore they go to the streets, sometimes violently so, maybe wrongfully violently so, but they certainly make a point, okay? So to, to what degree when, when churches uh, see injustice, see social divides over the years, not just today, when they see that, to what degree can they intervene and to what degree do they intervene by, by putting pressure on the state? I think church can intervene, and church, uh, churches have intervened, uh, but what I'm saying is not, uh, we haven't been as forceful as before. Uh, uh, let, let me take an example of um, before uh, Judge uh, Zondo um, was appointed. Uh, the churches came alongside uh, Madontela uh, before the state captured the report uh, was, was released. And we made a very insignificant but powerful uh, gesture. We, we, we had what we call a, a march for, called a flower for Tuli. We stood at the steps of the cathedral, we held a flower, and we kept quiet, and we said, here is this gentle person who is like a rose, but who's going to be tackling uh, almost like a, a, a Goliath. And in that way, uh, people are conscientized around what the public protector was doing, 
And uh, we held marches in, in Cape Town of anti-corruption. We went, and uh, and we didn't say Zuma must fall, but mm-hmm. we, we highlighted some of these pitfalls uh, that his administration <clears throat> uh, uh, was uh, was doing. And now, in in the light of the people of Westbury and uh, Bontiavo, uh, again the church must come alongside them, open our office open our, our venues, uh, allow them to make faxes, and, uh, guide them, offer counseling to those that have been traumatized by police brutality, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, ensure that their message is heard. I mean, I'm, I'm going back to FISMAS 4. Mm, mm, mm. Some, some people look at FISMAS 4 and they condemn the students for burning properties, which is uh, I, I, I did myself, but uh, the message was uh, higher education in South Africa is not uh, affordable uh, for the poorest of the poor. Uh, what are we going to do about it? So even with the, uh, this Westbury and uh, the Cape, Cape, Cape Flair, mm, mm, mm. We, we, we need to come alongside without condoning uh, vandalism with without condoning those that might actually hijack the process. We need to say, what are the issues? The issues are there is criminality, uh, and that needs to be dealt with. Uh, what has caused that criminality? Uh, it, it is the debilitating poverty that is being created by possibly an economic system or a number of other factors that we need to, to unpack. So, so the church within a democratic dispensation uh, can't just be a picketing. We need to look at policy. We need, we need to do more. Sure that we participate in policies that right. help people not to be demeaned. I certainly want to get you to pronounce on the state of the country, which we'll do in a moment. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. You can engage. You can actually call in. We are chatting to uh, Father Tabo Machoba. He's the he's the big hitter for the night. He's also, of course, the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town. So we'll engage with him, and you can engage as well, all the way up to nine o'clock to call in o eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Then you have the option to SMS, which is four zero nine three eight, and you certainly have an option to tweet all throughout the show and even beyond that. And that when you do just that, Ed, you know, you can quote the guests, add your comments, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't. Uh, do use the hashtag SFM Viewpoint and then tag SF. From radio and myself, Ashraf Ganta, we will certainly be able to pick it up. The show is called The Viewpoint. What's yours? A Strange Tale of Good and Evil is brought to you like never before. From 30 September to 12 October at the Opera Theatre in the South African State Theatre, experience the spine-chilling consequences of a desperate old man's pact with the enemy and the thrilling conclusion of the battle between good and evil. The South African State Theatre and Pretoria Symphony Orchestra present Charles Gounod's Faust with Canadian tenor Boris Darrow as Faust, well-known bass Otto Mahidi as Mephistopheles and Lea Gunther as Marguerite. Tickets available at CompuTicket. Wow, wow sounds, sounds good. good. The South African State Theatre, Theatre of Africa. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Chatting to uh, Father Tabo Machoba. He's the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town. He is our big hitter for the night. And you can certainly engage 0891 Just some uh, scores in the PSL. Orlando Pirates, nil. Lamontville Golden Arrows. These are halftime scores, okay? Chippa United, nil. Free State Stars, nil. Black Leopards, nil. Barocca, nil. 
Bloom Celtic nil, Mamelodi Sundowns nil. Uh, basically, all those games are goalless uh, at half time. In the European Champions League, one game to talk about uh, Paris Saint Germain. This is after 67 minutes, are leading by four goals to nil against Zvrena Zvedzva. Okay, uh, and then one other game, Lokomotiv Moscow against Schalke or for the German club. That's nil-nil after 68 minutes. Let's, however, get to the state of South Africa, Father Father Makova. Tell me, tell me about that. What, what, what do you? What's your assessment of of our country right now? And um, the my assessment is the uh, the mood after the. Uh, the that is post the Zuma administration um, just uh, picked up and people are very po- uh, uh, optimistic about um, uh, the new president and the administration and uh, uh, and the challenge uh, yet again is to be quite excited and optimistic and uh, drop guard and, and give a South Africa way to politicians uh, in cahoots uh, with wealth makers, and then when they stumble and, and fall or falter, then we come back again and criticize them. So uh, it is my wish that uh, this time around we will be as churches and, and other civil society people and the populace in general really in our boardrooms, homes, shoes, mosques, churches and everywhere, uh, start defining what type of South Africa uh, do we want and where, where, where are we heading? Uh, can we define particularly the values? Uh, uh, can we operationalize the values that are in the Constitution? Uh, the, obviously, the, uh, the land issue, uh, expropriation without compensation, it's, it's, it's creating um, a confusion uh, and angst uh, in, in, in certain people. And it is uh, my wish that in this debate, uh, to a great extent, we can say expropriation without compensation for what? And then devise a policy that could really look at the fears of God's people or of all South Africans and devise a policy that could look at the emotions, the practicalities, and say, how do we serve the poorest of the poor in terms of this land expropriation without compensation? And can this uh, land expropriation without compensation be a tool for social cohesion? If not, uh, are there uh, other issues mm, that are more mm, mm. urgent um, than the, uh, than, than the so issue of So, do you think, and I'll get to Colin in just a second, Colin, just stick around. Do, do you think, therefore, Father Bachoba, that the, the current position in terms of the the policy now of, of government and the ANC, and, and I think to a large degree the EFF, but certainly not so with the DA, uh, in terms of expropriation without compensation as a means to serve the poorest of the poor, is, is that the right way to go about it? I think uh, at the moment, um, from where I sit, it is it is uh, clumsily put. It is unclear, and uh, it, it it raises more questions uh, than answers. And one is unsure, uh, given the past administration of uh, what we've gone through, whether it is indeed land expropriation without compensation 
for the poorest of the poor, or it is land expropriation for mm. the politically connected and for those that uh, control mm. them. Well, you say it's clumsily put and unclear. Explain why, why do you say that? It's, it's, it's because um, uh, I, I, I hear the EFF leader um, uh, 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 calling for it, but I, I'm not hearing anyone saying, um, for, for what? Uh, can, we, can we see it on paper in terms of how do we serve the poorest of the poor? Uh, I hear the president of the country saying, uh, in, in, in broad strokes, uh, it, it is the right thing to do. Section 25 uh, allows that, and we need to uh, ensure that we release land in order to boost the okay. economy. I, uh, I, again, it's like to serve the economy. I'm not hearing uh, anyone explicitly, explicitly say it is to serve the poorest of the poor, and this is how we're going to do it. Mm. But are, are they, and I want to get to the callers, but are, are they not saying that? I mean, I, I would have thought that whether they said that verbatim specifically or whether they, they imply that, that, that we have the masses who are landless and that prevents uh, upward mobility and that is why we need to expropriate. Are, are they not saying that, uh, Reverend Makhoba? Uh, I, I think our immediate short-term uh, memory <laughs> of how BEE has worked and how we have redistributed certain things uh, seem to suggest that the poor uh, will be forgotten again. Uh, this is going to be for the connected. Uh, this is going to be a bailout for for those that uh, that have, and 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 the poor will not be served. Okay, that's a. I want to I'll get back to that just now. Is it really going to be for the for the connector? Let's get to, let's get to calls. Colin J, just stick around. Susanna, the line from Cape Town. Uh, welcome to the show. And what is your viewpoint? Susanna, you're on the air. Hello. Ah, thank you. I beg your pardon. I didn't hear that. No problem. Go ahead. Right. Um, I wanted to say thank you very much to the Archbishop um, for the role that he played a couple of years ago in being one of the first organisations. Um, in Cape Town to speak up against the the plans to pave over the farmlands that feeds the city. Uh, so there's an area called the Philippi Horticultural Area. And the Anglican Church was hosting a water justice conference in March uh, 2015. And and Bishop Makoba was, gave a, a, an, an absolutely amazing address, um, which that was right at the beginning of the drought. And I think people didn't realize the extent to which the drought was going to affect us. Um, but the Anglican Church, um, voiced by Bishop Mahoba, took a stand and said that the, the Cape Flats aquifer under those farmlands uh, needs to be preserved for the future of, of the citizens of Cape Town. And, and really, it, it was a most encouraging um, stand that the Church took because it's, a, it's been a very long, it's been a 10-year struggle to try and preserve the, the farmlands and the aquifer underneath it. So just to say thank you for that and, and the, the role that the church is able to play where he very modestly says about the, the Tuli Madonsela mm, mm, um, mm. Uh, flowers that they handed out. He says it was a modest gesture, but, you know, it does translate into something huge ultimately. Well, you certainly have a good assessment of that. Susanna, thanks for that call. Let's get a response, uh, Father Makhova. Go ahead, respond to that. Uh, I, I think uh, she, she, she's very kind. You know, I was raised by my mother and uh, in Sotu she used to say, and she used to say, 
Tabo, you must never talk about uh, your your achievement and what you have done. So you are more beautiful if others give testimony to what you've done. Uh, so I really want to thank her. And indeed, um, uh, that there are many justice issues uh, that we need to deal with. And uh, within democratic South Africa, we no longer have uh, almost like the common enemy as apartheid. And there are a number of things uh, as the church that we need to open our eyes, uh, we need to educate ourselves, and we need to really uh, be on the side of, of the poorest of the poor. And in the Cape Town area, uh, the issues of water justice is a point um, that we also need to highlight that um, when we were about to face day zero, although theologically I disagreed with the idea of day zero, mm-hmm. um, it highlighted um, uh, the injustices of who, even uh, within the impending drought, who had access to water, who didn't have access to water. And yet again, the poorest of the poor were mostly affected okay. by, 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 by lack of All right, let's get to more calls, uh, and I'm sure some may pick up on the issue of land and BE and what that means. Colin, go ahead from Cape Town. Hello, Colin. Hi, Ashra. Good evening to good, the good, bishop. Good evening. Indeed. I may go slightly off the track, but you're not no, supposed to go off the track, Colin. Yeah. Let me just warn no, you in advance. Do you know? Do you know what? What I'm worried about. Our churches. I'm a Christian. I'm a. I'll tell you now, Roman Catholics. Mm-hmm. And um, the way our churches are going, they are getting more involved in the politics and things like that. They, what we need, our churches, I go to church every Sunday. And you know, Ashra, it's, it's, it's actually a disgrace. You can count on your hand how many under 14 or 16 year olds are sitting in that church. They are 70, 80, 60, 70, 80, 90 year olds. What's mm. happening to our youth? Now our churches, I'm talking about all churches, they're mm. worried mm. about politics, land reform, the poorest of the poor. Go and get the poorest of the poor and bring them to the church. Okay, but I mean, how? You're saying that they shouldn't worry about politics and you are concerned about, if I get you right, that too many young people are not attending church, if I hear what you're saying. So what then should the churches be doing? I mean, you you, you got the ear yeah. of the archbishop. Yeah. Um, go out, go out and look for the lost sheep. The lost sheep. The lost sheep are our youth, Ashra. Don't you see it around you every day? They are burning, destroying, destructive. Go out there with your clergyman and your cloaks and those things. Okay. And, and walk into those areas. Colin, what happens if the politician is the lost sheep? sheep but what happens if the politician is the lost sheep? You think about that, Colin. Just something to consider. Thank you for that uh, call. Uh, Jay, hi. Hi, Ashraf. Good evening to our bishop. Thank you. Uh, Ashraf, my question is, how much of assessment uh, and uh, analyzing is going into land distribution, you know, with our composite. My concern is, at the moment with land invasion, indigenous trees, very valuable trees that uh, provide certain nutrients, like the jackfruit trees, an antibiotic uh, nutrient to the body, a natural way. The Ndoni fruit brings down the blood pressure. I, I can go on for many, many, uh, the Murunga which is an indigenous tree from India and has been introduced. 
And I am so very, very saddened at the slaughtering of so many trees. And okay, you, you, all right. Jay, Jay, I got and, that. Uh, all right, you're uh, raising land, an interesting point. Agricultural lands are being used up for yeah. housing. Okay, you're worried yeah. about trees. Thank you. Okay, got that. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that call. Yeah. Um, okay. There we are. Let's just sort that out. All right, uh, Father uh, Makoba. Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town. Go ahead, respond to well the previous caller, Colin, uh, talking about the numbers of church in, in churches, and, and you guys are effectively speaking to the wrong people. Firstly, and then of course Jay's comments about uh, uh, the the impact on the trees when we have land expropriation. Uh, thank you, Alan. I, 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 I like your interjections, Ashraf, uh, on on Colin's comment because um, the the perception is the uh, the lost are the poorest of the poor and and uh, and the youth, uh, and I think uh, our, our our command is really to go out to all people, and um, the, the the wealth creators uh, uh, and 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 the rich also need to be to be reached out to say. Can you look at the consequences of what you are doing? Let, uh, let, let, let me combine this comment with um, what Jay said. Uh, if the mining communities will go and uh, mine titanium or platinum and they pay a rehabilitation funds to, to the government and they do mining and these minerals. Sadly, they take them to be processed somewhere, and uh, and South Africa buys them at a higher uh, a price. And then once the mining activities have ended, and they leave a gaping hole uh, and and a place which is no longer productive for anything, and the community there uh, suffer from asbestosis and, and and the rest of those things, and. As an Archbishop, it is my vocation to really say the sacred text says creation is growing. So salvation is not only for people, but salvation is also about the environment. So I need to go out there and say to the mining community, Mm -hmm. you cannot uh, destroy the environment. Uh, because when you destroy the environment, not only destroying the environment for us, it's destroying for future generations, future youth, future poor, and future wealthy. So we need to take care of the environment. And so going out and making religion as if religion is only for, uh, for the youth is really missing the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to invite Colin, uh, for example, to go to to Devon uh, at the moment, uh, in Hillcrest, where, uh, sorry to be parochial, where the Anglican Church is having what we call Anglican Ablaze. And um, a number of youth are there, a number of people are there, you know, just uh, wrestling, reflecting on what it means uh, to be, uh, for example, an Anglican Christian today, and what are we going to do about it? Um, and and I don't think uh, he really needs to worry about uh, uh, the youth that have left the mainland churches. Uh, the youth that have left the mainland churches are uh, 
in other churches and, and as a whole, the youth are still people of faith. And um, uh, and my my encouragement to the youth is just do the right thing for the right reasons at the right time to ensure that we, we respect creation. Uh, I, I understand, Jay, um, uh, we need, I mean, I come originally from a hostel, the beautiful parts uh, of, of South Africa, in fact, the most beautiful part of South Africa. And each time I see uh, people chopping those old pine trees and trees without planting them back, I mean, I really, I really worry. But the emphasis that I'm placing now is much as we love the environment, much as we love our trees and we need to protect the environment, I'm saying we need to care for those that coexist with those trees, that is the people who suffer. Because if they suffer and they live in debilitating poverty, they will have nothing else but only those trees to have fuel, we have energy and we have the rest, and we can't then blame them uh, when they use uh, what is accessible to them. Let's let's then pick up on, on on other issues. You you did say you didn't actually call for the the resignation of um, uh, President Zuma when he was president, but you certainly were very critical of what you saw at that stage, especially in the last year, right? And I think Bonang Mahali did the same thing when we spoke to him yesterday um, in terms of a, of a, of a leadership deficit. Uh, so that's come and gone. Uh, what, what do you make of the State Capture Commission, however, that, that's ongoing right now? Because there are some people who are like saying, that's a bit of a charade. Although there are lots of revelations. There are people questioning the impact ultimately that it would have and certainly where you come from as a as a clergyman interested and involved in social justice what the outcomes of that would have an impact in terms of what you serve um i know these commissions are very expensive and sometimes uh, i said when i walk about i'm in eastern cape and i went to some of these uh, scott areas this afternoon and you know my heart bleeds and some and i wish you know, God gave me the magic wand to just put it across, and you don't see all these uh, squatter areas, people living in debilitating poverty. Um, and the amount of money that is spent with these commissions, uh, if we were to take it and uh, improve the people of uh, Duncan Village uh, here in the Eastern Cape, uh, we will go very far. But I think as a democracy, we also need to remember that uh, the truth is very important because if we don't cement our democracy with openness, accountability, and truth, uh, we are going to move from Zuma's administration into another administration that uh, still, and the poor will remain poor. And the Zonta Commission is important in as far as it highlights uh, and really puts uh, light into our dark past and how we how we how we do democracy. And uh, my hope is uh, those that will follow will realize that no one is above the law, and, and that the law will take its course. And I hope that it is not going to be uh, coming, appearing, and and talking and. Uh, that there won't be any consequences. It is my hope that there will be consequences 
uh, for those that uh, have put their long fingers in the fiscus uh, because they have stolen uh, once again from the poorest of the poor. Mm. Let's let's then look at your response to some political parties, particularly the particularly the EFF, but not exclusively them. Who, who believe, uh, and I'm quoting loosely, that in fact uh, it, is the, it is the churches um, and other traditional leaders that hold so much of the land and they need to give that up as part of expropriation. Uh, what, what's your response to that? Uh, you, you know, when I was Bishop of Grahamstown, uh, we did an, a, a land audit uh, here, here in, the, in the Eastern Cape. And um, we I mean, discovered that some of the land that the Anglican Church at least had was donated by, by the chiefs who were close, very close to those that had conquered um, uh, uh, South Africa. And uh, uh, some of it we, we, we received through donations because uh, we, we aligned to uh, uh, the rulers there. And in uh, St. Luke's, here in a place called Nahuni. I, I said, you know, there's absolutely no point in the church owning this vast piece of land, uh, which was a farm for, it was very productive, and now they're no longer doing that. Why don't we, in partnership with the agriculture department and land affairs and the community, give uh, a significant portion of that land to the community uh, to build community housing, a police station, a stadium, and, um, and, and and other things. And the land will still be in the name of the church, uh, just in case the community doesn't uh, use it appropriately for, for those intent. Uh, but if they do, then the land uh, will be given away. And I did the same exercise uh, just outside uh, Queenstown in a place called Bolotron. And uh, I, I received the report now that the one in East London is really progressing uh, in, 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 in that direction. It was really to say there was absolutely no need for the church to hoard the land when it is not using it for the benefit of God's people. Uh, most of our, our properties, where we've got schools, where we've got agricultural projects, and, 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 and that, we are using it not necessarily for the church, but we're using it so that the church can continue to be the institution that does not serve itself but serve, serve others. So I partly agree uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with that sentiment, but my concern is if we haven't clearly defined expropriation of churches' land for what and who is going to be managing that, that is problematic, given the fact that we've had state capture. Uh, if we gave some of the little that we have for social reconciliation and so- social cohesion and the church's land ends up in the hand of corrupt officials, who will use that land for their own means. So we have not really helped in terms of the democratic process of South Africa.
Just uh, what then for you, uh, and I often ask this question to just about everybody, so as our big hitter tonight, Father uh, Tabo Machoba, what then for you would be the three biggest challenges facing South Africa at the moment? There could be 20, we understand, but, but if you isolate it to three of the big priority areas that we have to get right, what would they be? I think we have to get the issue of youth unemployment right. Uh, if you don't get that, we've got a recipe for, quite frankly, I'm, I'm not an, uh, a pessimist or an alarmist, but mm. if we don't think that, we really have a recipe for uh, a major, major, major civil war uh, in this country. We have to get the, related to that, we have to get the issue of education right. You know, somebody the other day, I was quoting Robert Mugabe and said, uh, Robert Mugabe was terrible in, in, in all manner of things, but uh, he got the education of Zimbabwe right. Um, we, we know in terms of budgetary provision, uh, South Africa is pouring a lot of money into, into education, but we, we don't seem to be getting <laughs> uh, uh, education right. Um, uh, on the whole, I mean, I, I feel also embarrassed because uh, a number of Anglican schools, um, which are not accessible to the majority of South, of South Africans in terms of money, and as such, they tend to be skewed in terms of particular race. They provide the best quality education in the country, and I wish they were accessible, and I wish, uh, uh, like the Methodists, and, uh, and and the Catholics, uh, they were they, they were more accessible. So, and, okay, so so it could be education, youth employment first, education, and the third one. Uh, the 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 third one, I wish <laughs> we could deal with racism, uh, you know, just quite openly and, uh, and, and, and 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 frankly, we we we. We tend to push the around uh, the issue of how the past has defined how we relate as this beautiful rainbow people of God. Mm. Uh, we still really relate in terms of the race lens. Uh, we need to relate as South Africans if we are to transcend all those first two. Let's go back a step to the issue of youth employment because tomorrow and Friday, two days, there's the job summit. Uh, huge emphasis on creating employment. What are, what are your thoughts about if so? If we don't get youth employment right, you said we're heading for a civil war. So with that in mind, what would be your pronouncement and how, how do we get the, the masses of youth moving from unemployed to employed? One uh, of the ways would be Really, to, to give them some startup funds uh, here in Teddy, in Eastern Cape, uh, in Alexander Township, um, you, you know, break down BEE into, uh, uh, you know, I don't have a term, but into youth uh, economic empowerment uh, processes. And by, by that, I mean all the youth, you know, in South Africa now. Uh, the youth, uh, the majority is still uh, black unemployed youth. But we, we now have a number of white 
uh, youth uh, on the streets uh, begging. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend was saying, you know, Tabo, when I see a black youth as a black person, uh, I say, oh, oh, shit. And I do the sign of the cross and I drive past. But when I see a white uh, youth begging, hey, um, the way I'm so wired, I stop and I open the window and I give them money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, if we can make, if we can have a grant to show that uh, when uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa and his economic uh, uh, team that are going to raise those billions of money outside in order to stimulate the economy, uh, my, my prayer is 50% of that is in order to stimulate uh, the local economy of those unemployed youth rather than doing a stimulus package to give to those that already have, who in the past, some of them have put their long fingers and looted and have not benefited those unemployed youth. Important questions, and we certainly need answers. My guest is Mother Tabo uh, Makoba, who's the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town. He's our big hitter for the night. We'll continue talking to him till 10 o'clock. Well, till 9 o'clock. In fact, not, no, 10 o'clock would mean that uh, the Archbishop would have a double hour session. That's just far too long. No, we stop at 9 talking to him. Then we talk about state capture. You can call in. Pat will get your viewpoint in a moment. A strange tale of good and evil is brought to you like never before. From 30 September to 12 October at the Opera Theatre in the South African State Theatre, experience the spine-chilling consequences of a desperate old man's pact with the enemy and the thrilling conclusion of the battle between good and evil. The South African State Theatre and Pretoria Symphony Orchestra present Charles Gounod's Faust with Canadian tenor Boris Dero as Faust, well-known bass Otto Mahidi as Mephistopheles and Leah Gunther as Marguerite. Tickets available at CompuTicket. Wow, wow sounds, sounds good. good. The South African State Theatre, Theatre of Africa. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. Big hitter for the night, Father Tabo Machoba will uh, continue talking to us. Uh, let's get let's get the thoughts of uh, Pat from Kubu. Pat, hello, welcome to the show. Good evening, Atra. Good evening, indeed. Right, go ahead. What's your viewpoint? I'll be short and brief. First of all, let me answer the three questions you've asked the bishop. Mm-hmm. I will say that people of South Africa must love God first. <laughs> All right, let's go to the state capture issue. When they were stealing the money, they never knew that there was a God. But now, God has exposed them. The whole world knows that they are thieves, as I, I quote as the president, CR17, has said in his speech shortly. Now it's nice the whole world know who they are. That is all I want to say. Okay, got that. Pat, thanks for that. Uh, Father Machoba, respond to that. Uh, um, Well, well, I agree agree with him um, uh, partly. And um, I I want to also say, uh, yes, indeed, we say South Africa has got the majority of believers, and uh, if the God factor uh, will help us to transcend those three issues that I've, I've raised, uh, I will just say, hallelujah. Uh, but I don't want us to use the fact that um, people have been caught and uh, there is a God as an excuse not to name uh, the evil, 
and as an excuse not to do something about making South Africa uh, work, because this is a beautiful country, it needs to work, and it needs God's people, the individual. It doesn't need mm. God to come from above uh, to fix it. It needs us to have the confidence uh, to fix South Africa for the good of the current generation, the next generation, and our children's children. Okay, and that is a natural lead-on to, to the next point, which is, do you get a sense... Whether it's Libistan or the ANC, whether it's the ANC, the ruling party, whether it's the opposition as in the DA and then moving down to the EFF and all the other parties, that there's a sense that they tend to put themselves first ahead of what's right for the entire country. Do, do you get that sense? That, that's, uh, I think that's my, uh, that's my angst, uh, that... Uh, Politics in South Africa needs to mature to a level where we all believe that whatever uh, ticket you hold, T-shirts you wear, cap you wear, uh, these politicians need to know that we are all on the same side. We are all um, for the same team uh, uh, called South Africa. But uh, you could look at it in, in different views. But as far as my, you know, my uh, pessimism was really addressed at the beginning of this year. I was uh, in Ghana uh, going to look at that sad incident that happened many years ago at the slave castle. Mm -hmm. And I was working with my family there. It was a very hot day. Uh, We were bothered. uh, We were emotional. Uh, as, and you know the story of Ghana had just almost like <laughs> lacerated the family. Uh, everyone wanted his corner after seeing that. And lo and behold, as we left the castle, I spotted one person from South Africa, and then the next, and the next, and it was the chief. Uh, people of political parties, the chief whips of political parties from South Africa. All the chief whips of different political parties were in Ghana together, reflecting uh, on, uh, on what happened in Ghana. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that gave me the greatest sense of hope and excitement about this country that if they can, the chief whips of different political parties can go together away to reflect uh, on South Africa, on on the failures of other countries. And, and I said, we, we really have uh, something to hold on uh, as South Africans. I hope it's not just that meeting at the beginning of the year where they do that. I hope they can embody that in mm. taking South Africa uh, forward and making it work and to pursue. Well, well, we all hope so because as you said, we need to understand we are politicians or not, we're all in the same team. I'll take the last call I can. Uh, Eddie, go ahead. Hello. Hi, Ashraf. Quickly, um, I think I will take um, a different route from the politics and all of this. Um, Mm. um, Why um, uh, does the uh, bishop and um, all Christians and the uh, denominations not want to be regulated and secondly what are they doing by them saying they want to be self-regulatory 
we, we're seeing every day, whether you're talking the Omotosos, whether you're talking those guys that feed people's nets and diesel and all of this. Well, well, what are they doing in mm. that space to try and rein in all those mothers? Because Ashraf, the other day I was driving on Fort Trekker Road and um, a week before that, driving on the same road, there were not as many churches as the next week when I was driving on that road. So there must be something lucrative about these churches. So quickly, just maybe okay. if you can respond let's, to that. Let's get yeah. a response to that. Thank you for that call, yeah. Eddie. Right, Father Ramakoba, go ahead. Uh, it, it's a uh, big issue. Uh, thank you very much. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, I was on the, uh, the press uh, freedom commission under uh, Justice Langa and we are talking about media self-regulation or, or being regulated. And we, 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 we propose the different routes to the media being regulated uh, by, 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 by the state. So the whole issue of regulation is a big, 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 big matter. But uh, I really uh, appreciate the question, and I don't think we can, we, uh, we can resolve it uh, uh, quickly. Why, why uh, not? Why, why can't it be resolved quickly? It, it can't be resolved quickly because uh, who regulates who and how? Uh, I agree with him that uh, we need to uh, expose and deal with maverick clerics who give people, God's people uh, petrol and grass, which is really anti the essence of any religion, because religion is about love, it's about healing, it's about care for God's people. So you can't uh, really rob God's people. Mm. But <clears throat> regulating uh, 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 the church without really explaining what that regulation is about and uh, to, uh, to, uh, to what end uh, is, is, is quite problematic. Well, but look, we, we've got a minute to go and perhaps here's a chance for you to answer this as we as we wrap up, uh, Father Mahoba, which is, do do you and goes back to that very first question I asked? Do you get a sense that with all the social ills and problems we face in our country, that the people of the cloth, whichever religious persuasion, their their influence is far less in terms of societal change and social justice than before, and that is problematic. Uh, it, 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 it is problematic. We can do much much better, like we have done uh, in the past. Um, a democracy has proved to be very complex, and people of the cloth uh, cannot just isolate one thing and say, this is what we're going to do. People of the cloth are not only the clerics or, or the leaders like the archbishop. So people of the cloth are those that hear God's word in their synagogues, in their churches, in their shoes, and they go and live it out in their various aspects. Okay, and the question is, are they getting it right? Let's leave it at that. That's the big question. Father uh, Tabo Mokhoba, the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town, thank you for being our big hitter for the night. Lots of questions raised, lots of answers from your side. And the bottom line, in terms of viewpoints, it's got us all thinking about whether our viewpoint is, in fact, the right one, and the right one meaning, is it the just viewpoint. Thank you for your time. Most appreciated. Right, we're going to get to the news in a moment. Then on the other side of the news, we will talk state capture uh, and we'll certainly get an EFF take in terms of the the status of the Minister of Finance. So listen on for that in a moment. But first up, the news at nine.